Hi, and welcome to Science Fiction Around the World. I'm Andy Parry, and welcome to my journey on this project where I try and read uh, a book by an author from all 197 countries in the world. Now, I got the list of countries from Wikipedia and made some tweaks to it, like the UK was listed as a single country, and I split that into... England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. And I think there were some other... There were some other slight tweaks I made along the way as well. I can't remember what, but... I can't remember if North and South Korea were listed as one country on the list or not. I doubt it, but... There was just some odd... There was just some odd things, so... Um, it got tweaked. But yeah, that's the plan. The author has to be born in that country... Um, and written a science fiction book, and that will tick that country off the list. Now, the reason I'm doing this, or the reason I started this, was um, my son gave me a copy of Three Body Problem by Cezanne Liu, and I loved that book. It was such a cool book. Um, I'd read another book about, I think it's called Three Swans, or Wild Swans, uh, it's not a science fiction book, it was just a book about uh, three generations of Chinese women during Maoism, you know, the rise of Maoism um, and, and Chairman Mao and the Cultural Revolution that came about at the same sort of time. And that was fascinating and how one person defined the country for that age. And, and, and set it on its its path that it's it's continued on. Um, so reading the three body problem, it, it deals with you know the nineteen sixties and Chairman Mao and uh, the Cultural Revolution, and that defines and sets up the Chinese space program. Uh, obviously, the Americans have NASA, the UK and Europe have the European Space Program, whereas the Chinese have the Chinese Space Program. And the way it's portrayed in the three-body problem and, and the rest of the um, series, which is called Remembrance of Earth's Past. So those three bodies, those three books all deal with kind of the Chinese space program. And, and what really stood out was how there was always a politician or there was always a representative from the Communist Party at the very high levels of all the scientific research of the space program, whereas, you know, in the from what I know of you know UK science development and, and American science development, it's just you know once you've got the funding, boom, you just research stuff, whether it be you know submarines, space travel, uh, batteries. Anything, you know, the, just the money's there, you research it for the good of the world, the good of the economy. Whereas from the three-body problem, there was always this, like, is this good for the Communist Party? Is this good for China? And and China's kind of uh, presence, it's, it's thing. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but, you know, uh, the, how you define China. Is this good for us? And is it in keeping with our communist ideals? And it just made for really interesting reading.
Um, and, and the book itself goes on and has some huge, huge scale of issues and stuff. But And I will talk about this because I'm going to talk about every book that I've read so far as a separate episode for this podcast. But I don't want to keep going back and having to repeat and explain what the podcast is about and how the podcast got started. So I thought this would be a good um, episode to make. So this is going to be the pilot episode where I kind of learn how to record podcasts and upload them and, and, and play with editing maybe a bit and maybe even do music. But that depends. Um, so yeah, that covers how I got the list of countries what got me started and the other thing that got me started so in the three body problem obviously yeah Chinese book uh translated into English I'm not that good and it just kind of thought you know what am I missing out on and in the second book in the series in um the dark forest I think it's either in the it's either in the dark forest or uh death's end there was a conversation between two of the main characters and they referenced they were just talking about, and they compared one of the characters to somebody else. And that somebody else wasn't in the book. And then there was a, a slight footnote. or well, a slight footnote. There was just a footnote. And uh, the translator just in the notes put, you know, this references. Um, characters from the book. Legend of the Galactic Heroes by Yoshiki Tanaka. I was like, oh, all right, that's a bit weird. So anyway, kind of looked, at, looked that up on um, what that book was. And that was a Japanese science fiction book. And I was just like, oh, the Japanese have science fiction as well. <laughs> so I, I looked those book, that book up and it's a series of 10 books. And they're all, it's very military sci-fi. Um, from, from the reviews and things that I read, it was all you know military sci-fi. Massive space battles, you know, pence and movements and all those kind of classic military um, manoeuvres but done it in space and in three dimensions so I thought well cool I'll uh, put that on my secret Santa it was you know it was kind of Christmas time it was kind of secret Santa time so I thought I'll get you know put them on my secret Santa list and my brother-in-law bought me the first two uh, books in the series and I can't remember what they are it's I can't remember. But yeah, so I bought, he got me the first two books, and they were brilliant. They're, they're really good, fun books. Very, you know, all very military. It seems to be like they were you know, recreating some of Napoleon's great battles, but in space. Um, and it's really cool. And even though it's a Chinese book, all the main characters have these crazy, over-the-top Germanic names, like uh, Colonel von Dusseldorf, and, and things like that. I don't think that is one of the characters, but you get the idea of, of the names of these uh, generals and characters in those books. So this really opened up, you know, kind of, you know, there's science fiction out there from all over the world, and I'm only reading British and American books. You know, looking through, like, you know, my reading list and my bookshelf, it's all Asimov and Clark and Orson Scott Card, uh, Douglas Adams, uh, uh, Philip K. Dick... And they're all white, British, or American dudes. So it's just like, wow. There's got to be... Your, your cultural and... Your cultural heritage must play a part in how you write your books. It's your frame of reference. You know, if... You know, most Americans and most British guys, if they're writing about astronauts, 
they're going to be in the white suits with the you know the, the, the you know the visored helmets you know like uh, Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin wore that that's an astronaut that's what you, we all know that's what an astronaut looks like so when you're you're writing a book you're going to write about astronaut suits that look like that um i don't know what a chinese one looks like maybe they're red yeah <laughs> they probably are you know they're probably red um and if your frame of reference is from the you know scientific exploration is done with a a communist party political advisor in there that's how you write your science fiction it would be weird to write science fiction you know americans won't write science fiction having a uh, you know the democratic representative with them we won't have one with a a Labour Party or a Conservative Party member going into space. Yeah, you know, just, you know, that's that's unfathomably weird going into space, isn't Um So yeah. And then you start thinking about other cultures around the world. You know, and 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 this, you know, once I started this project it opened my eyes to things like Afrofuturism. And it's just like the whole continent of Africa has a completely different frame of reference to to me sat here in England so of course they when you know when I've picked up some African books science fiction books now and yeah their their main characters are you know they they, they use the the tribalism more and and stuff like that uh, I mean I will go into more details um about those books so yeah you've got to well, you don't have to, but I, I just wanted to learn more, you know, what inspires science fiction. And I'm guessing that why, it's, why science fiction is so popular in, or is so prevalent in the UK and with American writers and the UK writers, is possibly to do with things like the Industrial Revolution. We have in industry, we have machines, we've made machines, and, you know... Uh, where I live in uh, Belper in Derbyshire, we invented factories. It's where the first factory in the world was. So, uh, you know, I have this heritage in me about mass producing and machines and technology was born in my hometown. And, and I know, historically, there was a guy called Samuel Slater that stole the plans for factories and, and took them to poor took it in um i think it's massachusetts massachusetts yeah I'll, I'll let someone else pronounce massachusetts for me and, and that's where the american industrial revolution started with samuel slater um it was born about three miles away from my house um so yeah so americans and british have this shared industrialization which has probably spawned a lot of ideas into following that forward into the future and and machines in the future whereas that won't be as prevalent in places like the Democratic Republic of Congo where they haven't got a, a heritage and history of of factories or the Middle East oh, this is you know you don't want to I don't want to generalize countries um but they we countries have developed differently china has developed differently japan has developed differently and they, that heritage and that culture must influence an author's 
that is there is that author's frame frame of reference. So then this is what excited me, um, thinking along these lines, this is what excited me to kind of go, right, I want to now read a French science fiction book, I want to read a Swiss f- science fiction book, Iceland or Mexico, Thailand, you know, Greenland, Portugal, Chile, all these different countries must, the authors must have a different experience of growing up to me. Well, they will have, they have to, everybody has. So... Yeah, and this is this is why I got involved in this project. And now, I don't know what to say. But that, that so that's the reason, and that's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, and, and what I did do is when I after I'd kind of drawn up the list, I kind of looked through the books I already had, and did find that I actually have. Um, so I've got Corel Chapex. Um, uh, Rossum's Universal Robots and War of the Newts so that kind of, you know, that instantly ticked off uh, the Czech Republic and then I went back and checked like I wonder where Asimov was born but no, he's American (laughs) because the name Asimov it sounded kind of more USSR and Russia but no, he was born in America so he can't tick off a country for me and I don't think uh I did have any other authors already. No, or maybe. Maybe I did have... um, There's some amazing artwork by uh, a Swedish... I don't know whether I'd call him an author or an illustrator, but Simon Stallenhag... Stallhag? Stallenhag. So Simon Stallenhag is... um, a Swedish guy. He did Tales from the Loop, which was, uh, which is, uh, a Netflix series. But his kind of, kind of graphic novels. I don't know how you describe them. They're just stunning, absolutely beautiful pieces of artwork. And then he'll put a uh, a story in with them. Um, but I will talk about his four, his four books on a different episode because they're just brilliant. And, and Tales from the Loop is a really cool series. I think I've, well, I think I've maybe watched three or four of those episodes. I need to go back and watch the rest of them because they're really cool. But just the artwork and the concept artwork is just, yeah, amazing. So I'd already, so I could tick off kind of uh, England, America, Sweden, Czech Republic pretty much straight away and then discovered, no, no, I hadn't. No, I couldn't tick off Scotland straight away. Because I'd read some Ian Banks, but I'd not read, weirdly, I'd not read Ian M. Banks' stuff. So I'd read, I'd read Wasp Factory. Um, he's a Scottish author, but he writes science fiction under a different name. So Ian M. Banks is his sci-fi, and Ian Banks is his non-sci-fi stuff. Um, yeah. So, um, next episode, I don't know whether to start with... The order, I don't know how to do it. Whether I'll start with, do do them in the order that I find the books. So you know, that would mean kind of starting with three-body problem and then moving on to uh, Japan and Legend of the Galactic Heroes and then all the ensuing fun I've had researching and finding and reading books from other countries. 
We'll see. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening. Um, see you in the next episode. Bye.